the ballot marking devices, the, the tablet that you touch screen that you enter your um, ballot on, your choices, it's running Android 5.1. In 2020, Android was already up to uh, Android 10. So again, we have software that is way out of date and has not been updated. And we're not advocating for a patch or an upgrade. We want to get rid of them because we feel like um, we can't trust it. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Conversations That Matter. We have two very special guests joining us today from Georgia, Sam Carnline and Field Searcy. They are co-founders of the organization Georgians for Truth, and they are leading an incredible campaign right now called Paper Please, demanding that only paper ballots be used in the 2024 elections, that ballots be counted at the precinct level. And uh, they just blew the lid off of this incredible scandal. Uh, they actually got the governor of Georgia on tape saying something really, really huge. So let's roll that clip and then we'll come to our guests. You can buy a that you have. Yeah. You know, what you can just say, if you give anybody a vote But I am a Republican, sir, good. I and, and I hope that you will stand on the, the side of truth. I am standing on the side of truth. And winning elections, because that's what matters. Grady County boy here, Field Searcy. Hey, great. Good to see you. How you doing? Thanks for videoing. Yeah. We want to keep it on the record. That's good. We need transparency in our elections. We, we, got we don't have transparency you now. You volunteer to be a full worker. We got a this. secret You're box. It, it's sir. a secret Just box. Welcome to the program, Sam and Field. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, really an honor to have you guys. So uh, give us the background. H how did you get that video? Um, were, were you surprised? What do we make of what uh, the governor said? Well, we were surprised. And um, it's kind of a, a good story leading up to it. Several weeks ago, we knew that we were going to have this fish fry event, and we thought, let's get a table there. Let's set up our hand count demo system, and we'll you know, recruit some other volunteers. We'll share our uh, uh, messaging and our, our uh, push cards and things like that. And Sam actually called the, uh, the chairman of the, of the 8th District to, to order it because he couldn't get it done online. And um, he told Sam, we're well, not going to have a table. We're not going to sell you one. So you guys cross the line. So Sam and I said, well, let's just go anyway. We'll we'll go, we'll we'll wear our shirts and we'll mingle with our fellow Republicans and uh, enjoy fish. And, you know, we're not there. We weren't there to riot or protest or anything. We were there to, um, you know, be together with our fellow, you know, Republicans. And so um, the night before we'd heard that they were not gonna allow us to wear our shirts. We decided, well, let's just go anyway. We've already paid for our ticket. And we get to the door and uh, we have them our ticket and they give us our uh, wristband. And the lady says, well, hold on a second here. We're not gonna be able to let you in. I said, why not? Said, well, we can't let you in with those shirts. So we had a little uh, back and forth with uh, the district chairman, Chan Jones, and his uh, deputy sheriff was there and the police of the Agri Center. And they told us we had three choices. We could either uh, get our $35, $30 back, or we could go change our shirts, or if we remained, we'd be arrested for criminal trespass. So um, Sam and I went outside, think about it, talk about it a little bit. We decided, let's, let's change our shirts, let's go on in. And really it was a blessing. 
because if we had worn our shirts and pushed the issue, if a bunch of us had pushed the issue, they would have had to arrest a whole bunch of folks. But that would have been the that would have been it. But if we hadn't, if we'd had our shirts on, we never would have even gotten close to Governor Kemp because the order came down from him that he didn't want any election integrity information or paraphernalia at the event. In fact, they kicked out voter GA their table the night before, two days before as well. So wow. that's the backstory of how we were actually able to get the video. So, I mean, that is so explosive. In, in a sane world, that video would have been headline news on every one of the cable news networks, on every one of the networks. It would have been front page on every newspaper in the country. Governor of a state swamped with election accusation frauds. Uh, governor of a state that now has the former president of the United States uh, indicted uh, admits that we know election machines are hackable. I mean, it's just earth shattering news. And yet the, the fake media doesn't want to touch it. Um, Sam, what do we make of this? I mean, if, if the very governor of Georgia understands, as he admitted that he understands, that these things are vulnerable to hacking, um, what does that say about the legislators who are you know, paper play, right? But I mean, what does that say about officialdom in Georgia? Why, why won't the legislature do this? Why won't the governor do this? All right. It's not just the executive branch. It's the legislative branch and it's the judicial branch in Georgia. They have all failed the people of Georgia. And by default, Georgia has failed the nation. But that was in the 2020 election. But it also is awry in the 2022 election. We had a uh, problem in the 2022 election, the only hand count that we're aware of, where a lady, Michelle Long Spears in DeKalb County, uh, race got counted by the electronic counters and she came up with zero votes in her precinct from the from the machine count. Went back and counted it and, and she, she came in first. So she went from no votes to first and, and we can't trust the machines. So we don't trust the machines and we want to count. We want to vote like they do in Florida, uh, except we want to hand count them ourselves. In Florida, they, they do a hand-marked paper ballot, Alabama hand-marked paper ballot, um, Montana hand-marked paper ballot, Idaho hand-marked paper ballot. We could go on and on with people who do hand-marked paper ballots. But Georgia is in the national spotlight. Georgia is in the world spotlight. And the reason we're in the spotlight is because the president and others dared to challenge, to, to ask questions about the elections in Georgia. And we, the people, are also asking questions about our elections in Georgia. And I believe we have the right. I believe we have not just the right, but the duty, considering all the questions swirling around there. Uh, folks, we're going to go to break. When we get back, we're going to talk more with these two gentlemen about their campaign to restore paper ballots in Georgia, how that happens and why that needs to happen. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Alan Keyes. I'm the host of IMTV's uh, daily talk show about uh, news and events in America. And I want to say a good word for the New American Magazine. Uh, not only because Alex Newman has joined us as somebody who is periodically hosting a show, but because uh, New American Magazine represents an alternative media that is willing to tell people the truth. Uh, with so much fake news spreading, spreading about, and the fact that right now this country is in an existential crisis, we remember who we are and where we come from and what our principles are, or we die. Reading New American Magazine can keep you up to the minute on the issues that are challenging us as a people. 
and on which that survival hangs. You can check it out and subscribe at www.thenewamerican.com. Welcome back to Conversations That Matter. I'm Alex Newman, your host. Thanks so much for staying with us. Our guest today, uh, co-founders of Georgians for Truth. Um, Field, I, I want to ask you, because you guys have machines right now that are being used in Georgia that have been used. They were purchased, I guess, in 2019, um, literally running on Windows 10. Uh, talk about the machines that are being used right there. Uh, why are you so concerned? Well, it's, it's just um, we keep hearing from the bureaucrats and the politicians that our election systems are secure. Well, you just mentioned that uh, the, the actually the, the election management server is running on Windows 2010. And the last regular security update from Microsoft for that um, particular server installation was in 2018. Now these machines were installed in 2020. So I, I don't know how you can come off and say they're they're not they're they're you know not secure. And further, the ballot marking devices, the, the tablet that you touch screen that you enter your um, ballot on your choices it's running android 5.1 in 2020 android was already up to uh, android 10. so again we have software that is way out of date and has not been updated and we're not advocating for a patch or an upgrade we want to get rid of them because we feel like um, we can't trust it with all the different layers of technology are there there's about 15 or 20 different pieces of software and hardware, and uh, there's just too many gaps for uh, hackers. And now, you know, this software is out in the wild now. I think it got out in Colorado as well as in Georgia. So it's just right for hacking. So, uh, Sam, uh, why do you think that the political establishment in Georgia is so dead set against doing anything different? I mean, even if we give them the benefit of the doubt and we say the software is secure, the machines are secure, there's obviously millions of people, maybe more, all across this country who are not comfortable with this. And they come from across the political spectrum. Uh, Democrats have been raising concerns about these machines for many, many years, I think for good reason. But even if we give them the benefit of the doubt, say the machines are good, why wouldn't they just say, hey, this is what people want. This is safer. This is more secure. We're not going to have to have these discussions. Why are they resisting this? Well, unfortunately, uh, when the it was voted on to put these machines in, uh, it was down the party lines. The Republicans wanted it. The Democrats did not want it. And we think it's to save face. They also spent well over $100 million dollars and finance the product that will last, you know, five years at best for 20 years on a 20 year bond. So we think that it's all about the saving face and the, and the money, but they are in lockstep leadership, you know, uh, will not budge. But in the Georgia constitution, it says that government originates with the people and that officials are amenable to the people at all times. Well, they don't want to talk to us. So now we're having to go wherever we can get to to find them and confront them and try to get them to do what they do. Colton Moore has asked for a special session to get rid of Fannie Willis. We, the people, want a special session to get rid of the machines. Excellent. So, Field, uh, what's the process? How do we get from where we are now to where you gentlemen think we need to be with paper instead of these machines? How would that work? Well, we've been calling uh, our representatives and leadership and asking for a special session. And uh, 
you have to have three-fifths of the legislature to vote for a special session unless the governor calls it. He said over and over he's not going to call it. So we have to have three-fifths, and we need to get some Democrats engaged on this too since they voted a party line against the machines. And we need to do it for November 2nd. Um, and that, if they were to pass something by then, that would start a 40-day clock that they could uh, pass this bill. And, of course, the governor could wait to the last minute and veto it, and there'd be no, no opportunity to override his veto. But there's a 40-day window that if he doesn't do anything, it goes into law. But by December 12th, we have to make a, a change. Now, there's one other option. The governor could declare an, an emergency through executive order. And he could say, based on all the evidence that's come forward, and the, the CISA's report from the federal government, and all that's been uh, disclosed about the security and integrity of these machines, we're going to go to a hand-marked paper ballot using the existing Georgia code. We already have the laws, we already have the protocols and methodologies to do a hand count. And all you have to do is he would have to mandate that as an executive order. And he could probably do that much later. I don't know the exact timeline on that. Um, but right now, these machines, the law says if it's impracticable to vote on electronic machines, then you can go by hand count. And we say it's impracticable. Yep. And if I'm not mistaken, y'all had a federal judge who even came out uh, some years ago and uh, raised some real questions in, in one of her opinions about these machines uh, in Georgia. Um, Sam, what are some things that regular folks, uh, everyday Americans watching this, especially Georgians, can do uh, to, to try to help make this a reality? And how can people follow the work that you guys are doing? Our legislators work for us. They need to call their legislators every day, everybody that they can call and rattle the change because the more the wheel squeaks, the more grease it gets, and we need to be squeaky wheels. Excellent. And georgiansfortruth.org is the website. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for all that you're doing on behalf of Election Integrity. We sure appreciate it. I'm Alex Newman. Thank you guys for watching. This is Conversations That Matter for the New American Magazine. Until next time, God bless you all.